Thank you so much for tuning in to our church podcast. You can go to atarapentecost.com for questions about services and how to donate. We pray that you are blessed by this message today. God bless.
and ask Brother McKinney if he would pray this morning. Amen. And the Lord will touch our hearts this morning. Well, I must be reaching that stage because sometimes my voice just seems to change. So I must be reaching fever. Never give up on hope. We're gonna we're gonna uh, go back into the story of Abraham. In 1965, there was a man by the name of James Stockwell. He became the first American pilot to be shot down over. He would spend seven years as a POW. In his testimony after his release, he told the story of the multiple times of being tortured for seven years by his captors and the pain that he would have to endure. In addition to the years of torture, he said one of the worst forms of torture was being isolated from his fellow American POWs. Said, after he was released, after surviving, looking back, Stockdale said it was his hope that kept him alive. He said the hope of one day going home, that each day could be the day of his Could all this took place 2021 be your last Could it be your last Could it be today that God is going to answer your prayer and minister to your need? Because, see, when we enter, really, all of our lives is good from wake up to especially when we enter the house of the Lord. Because we believe that Jesus is in the house. We believe that I am not dependent upon you to carry my burden to this altar. But I believe that when Jesus is in the house, that I can come directly to him. And so it offers me an opportunity no matter whether you're in the game or not, it provides me access to the God-man. Amen? He said, without hope, you would have died. See, we have to believe and hope that things will get better. You got it. 
have to. And more times than not, it depends more than not on how bad you want, or I should say it depends more on how bad you want what you have. And I'm reminded that there's a little thing that happened to me on my river walk the other day, and just kind of goes along with my thought here. And I walked that river, met him four or five times, eight times, I guess. And I, I just so disappointed because of my truck belonged to this little trash campers, I'll call them campers, okay? But they shouldn't be there. Throwing stuff into the river. And I'm sure that the police officers that sometimes go around there were tired of me. I even went to the police station and I voiced my concern. Because I told them, you know, if I was to take a sack of garbage and empty it and you saw me, you would probably pay attention and yet you didn't do it. I said, well, there are laws now that prohibit us from doing that. But, and I thought, you know, and, and I used to pick up trash and throw it in the trash junk, I'm tired of picking up other people's trash. You know what I'm saying? Right? I, you know, because you pick up the trash, and the next day, guess what? There's more trash. And so I, I told him, I said, I, you know, I, I need help myself, and, and uh, my hope was reinvigorated because I think it was Thursday, I was walking down in the front lane. Well, here comes a city of Phoenix preacher, and here comes a police cruiser onto my walkway. And I said, hey, what are you doing? He said, we're going to move this boat. Because last week at the boat race, the Department of Water or whoever, because of the boat races, they were driving up and down the river shore, and they said, why are you guys allowing this to happen? And he said, so now we have been given authority to move some people. I said, hallelujah, my hope is restored. <laughs> but as it usually happens, they just move. But I say that today because, you know, we get tired and weary of you know, of hoping and waiting and praying that a situation will change and 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 it never changes. Are you with me? And that but here but we have got to believe that the God man can change any circumstance, any situation and he does not have to wait for the right season. Because today is the right season for Jesus to operate in your life any way that he feels that he can according to your faith and your hope and your prayer. Do you believe that this morning? Amen. you got to believe it can happen today. It 
under a false umbrella of a future utopia, but we pray and we hope and we believe that God will bring and can bring healing to our lives and to our land. And to our land. I'm going to just share with you a couple of things here today. And I'm not trying to persuade any of you to, to, to go one way or the other, okay? The, the paper, when it does come, it usually gets to our house and it does come frequently and, you know, three or four weeks, something like that. So it can come sometimes and, you know, I'll open it up and take a look at it. And, and today's paper is just full of good news. Full of good news. July, a grim month for COVID in the Tri-Cities. Benton County Sheriff's Office shut down after COVID explosion. Tri-Cities parents upset at school officials over Washington mask mandates. Pentagon grapples with new COVID vaccine order. CDC director blames setbacks on the unvaccinated. Popped up on my phone today, early this morning, a news flash that says, it says uh, congratulations, you have been vaccinated against the coronavirus. Oh, am I free? No, right. It says now you have to prove it. And your smartphone can help. Like, wow. And I didn't even feel it. <laughs> the world we live in. And then, you know, mask guidance divides parents heading into new school year. It's real. It's real. You see, and bear with me. to cause division, not only to families, not only to a nation, but even to the church. They try to divide us with color, then race, and then whether you're a Democrat or a Republican, and then whether you were essential or non-essential, whether you're a mask or you're not a mask, and it appears the real line in the sand is going to be are you vaccinated or are you not vaccinated? I'm just, I'm just telling you the facts here, okay? I'm giving you the facts. That appears to be the line in the sand. Is if you're not vaccinated, then you're the cause. So on and so forth. And I, I do believe that I, it's important for me to give you my understanding 
of where I am as a person. Okay? Genesis 2, 16 and 17, I'm talking about four. says, of every tree of the garden you may eat freely, God told Adam, he says, but the tree of knowledge of good and evil, you shall not eat of it, for in the day that you eat thereof, you will surely die. Man is the only created being on the earth that has the power of choice. That separates us from the animals. We have a conscience. Once Adam broke the perfect word and the perfect world, he now has to woe all our resources like we do. We now, men, women, the human race, we now have to weigh all our decisions on the knowledge. Or that word means this, discernment between good and evil. You understand that? Or did anybody listen? You understand that every you and you alone as an individual, your God-given right, the power that he gave only men is the power to choose. Everything you do in life is built around your choices that you have made in life. And only you can decide which path that you're going to take. And it is a God-given right to choose. All my choices are not going to be right, but they will be according to my knowledge on the subject at and my knowledge will be faith, Bible, faith. That's as much as I'm saying right now. That's where my decision comes down. That's where my choices come from. That's where my personal choices come from. They come from a knowledge or discerning which path that I feel is right for me as an individual. It is going to be based upon my, not just my knowledge of the current event, but it is going to be based on my knowledge. Does that make sense to you? That's all, I'm, all I need to say. And I am praying for unity, not division. I don't, we don't want I don't want division in my family. I don't want division in my city. I don't want division in the schools. I don't want division anywhere. I want unity. And the unity will only come when you put God back into the possibility of bringing a miracle to our nation and to our people and not becoming dependent upon the knowledge of men to try to put you into a place that has no healing power. Either the blood not only saves me and washes me, and I still have hope that the same blood heals me of all of my infirmities. Will he do it all the time? Probably not. Do I believe he can? 
but he's working. There's the song and everything. Do you feel it? No, but I kind of feel like something is about to happen, and it's happened before, and we're in the right season. So somebody is going to get touched by God today. that were feeble and afflicted by some disease for a very long time. Then in our story, he had given up his hope, not in necessarily his healing, but he had given up his hope in humanity. Because he felt like that all of, for 38 years, nobody cared more for his situation than they did someone else's situation. That's humanity. That's, that's you and me. I got my own things to deal with. I don't care about you. I'm going to get... Amen. You with me? When you remove the God man, Jesus Christ, out of any setting. When you remove God out of the picture, when you no longer believe that he can bring a outpouring of revival and bring in a harvest of a thousand souls in less than a year, or if you don't but if you if you lose your hope or your belief that he can that you, that you can be empowered by him to walk over and place your hands on a lame man and call out the name of Jesus over him and watch God do the work, then we are losing our hope. You can never give up on hope. Hope will take you to the miracle. Hope will do it. shows up in that environment. And he switches to whoever men put on the top of their list or whoever Jesus decides to minister to their needs. Notice what it says. It says Jesus knew that he had been in that environment. Hey, if you if you still believe that you can, you know, that you can uh, fool God or that God does not know where you're at. Good luck on that. Because he knows. And he simply asked the men a question. Do you still want to be healed? Do you still? Do you still? He says, do you still want to be healed? Or have you arrived at a spectator? 
Do you still want a miracle to happen? Or are you now okay with just being a spectator? And the man said, well, hey, everybody else, I see, you know, caring for each other. And I, I don't have any need. I have no need. And Jesus freed him. He answered him. All he, all he said was, rise up, take up your bed, and walk. Why? Because you still want to be healed. <laughs> Do you still want you still want revival? Do you still want a in-time revival that is going to absolutely blow the lid off of your community and your world? Do you still want a miracle to happen that God will showcase his power within the church and outside of the church? Or have you just been okay? I want to be healed, but I can't. I've tried everything. I've prayed. I've fasted. I've worshipped. I show up every week, watching, waiting, hoping. And by that time, that guy, the people around me, like, man, you're crazy. Is there a couple things that still keep me? One, never give up hoping for your miracle. Do not ever give up hoping and praying and believing that God is still going to minister to whatever it is that he has for you. Don't give up. It's not a time to give up hope. It's a time to cast it out there into the world. It's a time to let it shine. Jesus knows where I am. He knows what I have been praying for. Number three, we must always anticipate this can be the day. This can be that day for your miracle, your prayer, your dream. The word that God spoke only to you. This you've got to believe You've got to hope. You've got to anticipate. You've got to expect that, hey, I woke up this morning. God's not done yet. This might be the day that he is going to bless me. Are you with me? Does hope still raise your expectations for the house of God? Do you still anticipate someone receiving their long overdue miracle? What really took place there was not just one man receiving his miracle, but to all believers everywhere. Never give up your hope in Jesus. Never give up your hope that God is with you every step of the way. If you're in the hospital, he's with you in the hospital. If you are on the job, he's with you on the job. He knows where you're at. He knows what you need. He just wants you to have an ongoing faith and hope and belief and trust that he 
see, the people on the porch of Bethesda were restrained by their belief that only one person could receive their healing and only at a particular season. That's problematic to think. Oh, well, you know, it's Sunday, August 1st. That must mean that only one person can be ministered here at COP today. And I'm not sure that it's pretty smoky out there and kind of humid. And, you know, I'm not sure this is the right season. You understand? Is that when God entered in, when the God man entered into that situation that he wanted you and I to understand, there is no special season when it comes to our faith in action. Under the day of grace, in the church age, God doesn't need to, to operate only on Monday or Tuesday or Sunday. He is a seven-day-a-week, 24-hour-a-day kind of a God. And he, he can minister to us. Abraham and the messenger. From the book of Romans, chapter number four. Look at this. And I've paraphrased a little bit, and we'll get to that. Author writes this. He says, those who are of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all, In the presence of him whom he believed, God, who gives life to the dead, hello, and calls those things which do not exist as if though they did, in contrary, talk about Abraham, in contrary to hope, in hope he believed. Hope was against him, but he still hoped. So that he became, even though it appeared he was dead, out of hundred, even though the Bible says that against all hope he became, listen, he became the father of many nations, just like God told him he would. And it says according to what was spoken. Paul writes, and he says, so shall your descendants be. And not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body already dead, even though he was a hundred years old, and Sarah's womb was dead. He did not waver at the promise of God, but through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God, and being fully convinced that what he had promised, he was also able to perform. Don't give up on hope. 
stone of this world, but you wait it out. You keep praying and hoping, and one of these days, God's going to visit you, and he is going to give you that son of promise in your old age. He's called Isaac. Isaac that will give birth to Jacob, Israel, and would give birth to the 12 tribes who would become a great nation of 600,000 families, and ultimately every family of the earth would be blessed. Because when they kept telling Abraham, you did not hear the voice of God. You are not going to be able to produce children because you might as well be dead. You're a hundred. The Bible says that Abraham hoped in contrast, even though hope was against him, he still hoped in the purpose of God because he knew God had spoken to him. A man by the name of Orson Bardan wrote, to keep on believing, praying, hoping. There is no medicine like hope, no incentive so great, no tonic so powerful as the expectation of tomorrow. Benjamin Disraeli said this. He says, I am prepared for the worst, but I hope for the best. There's a Jewish poem written by Natali Herb. It was written in 1877 while the Jewish people were in exile. Dispersed to all four corners of the world. And it says this. Beggars bear his banner to the sea. Scattered to the four corners of the world. But there was something within the Jewish believers that believed that God spoke to Abraham, that it was a covenant that could not be broken, that they were going to be blessed in that country. All four corners of the world. And so this Jewish exile, he wrote a poem And his nation, the nation of Israel, had had been had been exiled for almost two thousand years. They had been to that country. He says this. He says, as long as in the heart within me, the soul of a Jew still yearns. 
And on was born the end of the feast, and I still gave this pale giant. No matter what powers this world brings, I am still here. As long as a Jew still hungers and hopes. And they looked toward the east, and their eyes gave this pale giant. He says, Our hope is not yet lost. The hope of 2,000 years to be a free nation in our land, the land of Zion in Jerusalem. In 1948, after suffering enormous war crimes against her race, with up to 6 million of the deaths of their countrymen, history records the Jewish people would join in unison and they would sing this song before entering their fiery furnace. trying to rewrite history and tell some folks that that did not take place at all. You do not sing those songs. And they would sing that song of hope before going into go out singing and hoping and believing, just like that paralyzed man, that tomorrow will be their day. Jewish people that would survive the Holocaust would also witness the fulfillment of Ezekiel 37. You really get your heart and mind around what God did between 1945 and 1948? It was impossible. And yet, he fulfilled Ezekiel 37. He raised up that nation from all four corners of the globe, from their very graves, a valley of dry bones, and he brought them right back into their promised land. Impossible. to those who don't have the God-man intertwined in everything that they choose to do. Impossible is only when you when you exclude God from your choices and your decisions in your life. When you try to depend upon men to help you in a situation that instead you simply need to put your hope and your trust in God. They witnessed the impossible. There's no way you exterminate two-thirds of a nation of people and yet God brings them back and he puts them right inside of that In less than 20 years, they would reclaim Jerusalem. Impossible. 
Jesus. They were with bowed down with people with the crowd. They were people like they had their captain. They were taking on enemy forces of multiplied fifties and millions of people. Jesus was humble. Clothed their own said Abraham I'm telling you buddy said I'm going to put you I'm gonna, I signed a contract with you son I signed a contract with you people no matter how much they came away from you because you see when God signs a contract he cannot break it and he brings them back into that land that land they reclaim it they reclaim Jerusalem as their capital And what happens to those that aren't aligned with God's people? Then they resist their plans. Did I tell you the plans have cross winds both? Did I tell you the people returning to Israel in 1948 would unofficially proclaim the poem, the hope, as their national anthem. And then in 2004, the hope would officially become their national anthem. You see, it carried them all the way through the Holocaust. It carried them into exile. It carried them out of exile. And they were alive and they saw the promise of God fulfilled in the face of the world that does not believe in their God. they found their land once again to be a land of plenty. As you stand with me. God had fulfilled his word in Hosea 2. Not only for Israel, but for all who believe that Jesus, that Jesus is Lord. All those that believe that Jesus, that Jesus Christ is the one true living God that created the universe, that is present today, and he operates according to our faith, our hope, and our prayers, and our belief in him, that he can do it, and he will do it, and he does not have to wait until tomorrow to be done. Hosea 2 I'm going to paraphrase. Hosea writes, he says, I will give a vineyard in the valley of Achor as a day of hope. Do you know what happened in the valley of Achor? It should have been a place of judgment and death. Why? It was the guy that broke the law. 
Hey, Robert. Hey, Pastor. Let's stop Israel when they stop. But uh, Hosea says, he says, hey, he says, I will give her, my people, vineyards, and the valley of Achor will be a door of hope. She shall sing there as in the days of her youth, as in the days she came out of Egypt. It shall be in that day, says the Lord, and you shall know the Lord. It shall come to pass in that day that I will answer, says the Lord. I will answer the heavens, and they will answer the earth, and the earth will answer with grain, with new wine, and oil. And I will have mercy on her who had not obtained mercy. I will say to those who were not my people, you are my people, and they shall say, you are my God. Lord Jesus, you are my You are my Savior. You are my Lord. You are my God. I bow before you. I worship you, Lord. You're my God. Story of the man who's been paralyzed for 38 years. The manufacturer brings one of his at Jewish holidays. Each Jewish holiday was at a different season. Each time they came together to worship, it moved the people toward a new season. Are you with me? It moved them toward a new season. One Jewish holiday would happen in the spring, one in the summer, one in the fall, but after each one, they looked forward because they knew there was a change coming, that there was going to be another celebration, that there was going to be new things that were going to happen, that people were going to get blessed. And each time they came together to worship, oh, Christ in me, my hope. Never give up on hope, folks. Never give up on hope. If there was ever a day that we needed to continue to hold fast to those just basic, simple things that we find in the Word of God, it's today. This is not something you need to go get educated and become a rocket scientist. No, sir. No, you need to believe that Jesus Christ is the God-man. You need to you need to pray to him for the salvation of your soul, and you need to continue to pray to him for every need that you have. You need to worship him as Jesus Christ, the God of all creation. You need to hope and pray, but you need to understand that he has every everything that I believe that he is not going to do great things, that he is doing great things right here, right now. And I'm here to tell you, just to remind you this morning, that if you have just lost a little bit of that expectation, man, if you, if you are here without a hope that God 
do something marvelous to me. It doesn't have to be in my life. But minister to somebody for the Lord. I want you to show them that you are alive and that you are working in order. I'm here today. If you have a need for Christ, would you step out and try to help? Especially if you've been packing something around for a long time, it's time to dump it off right now. It's time to get rid of it. It's time to to say, God, I want your help. I'm tired. Listen. And again, I say this with caution. I always give God the first chance to heal me. Always. Sometimes I feel like I'm failing. And I had to see the blood of Jesus. I'm just telling you that this is the way that we get to the place of this is the way that God purposely chooses to heal us. I'm not saying that you, because you're going to do something that, that I always give God the attention. I always give God the first opportunity to heal my body. Because if I don't, believe that he's capable of doing it. I know he can do it. I believe he can do it. I hope he can do it. But whether he does it or not, I'm still going to go to him. And if it gets bad enough, and I think it's like picking up a horn, biting off your, your doctor bill. Are you with me? Do you understand what I'm don't give up on that. Don't give up on that prayer or that unsaved. Do not give up. Don't give up on whatever it is that you need healing of. Don't give up on it. Keep asking him. Keep believing. Keep hoping. Keep praying. I guarantee you that you won't wait a hundred years before it's fulfilled like Abraham. Okay? Unless you really look into Nirvana right now. But maybe by the time I get there, it'll you know, it'll be a piece of land and it'll be good for a week right now. All I know is folks is that we can't give up on hope. That's it. We can't give up on hope. The Lord Jesus Christ, He is alive. He is my hope. He is my prayer. He is my worship. Aren't you glad that you understand that when you give your all to Jesus, you're not living, you're not leaving out part of the Godhead? I would be in a world of hurt because everything I do, everything I do, I do in the name of Jesus. If if we're guilty, let us be guilty of doing everything for the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. If I'm guilty, I want to be guilty of. Would you come this morning? Seriously, if you have a need for Jesus, if you have a need for the miracle of healing, God, if you feel like that the Lord still is working on you and you feel the need and you need for a prayer to be answered, who are you to say that it can't happen? You've got to believe that the Lord can have it. 
Worship you, I worship. 
pray that God would give us wisdom, direction today, even in regards to the challenges and the decisions Lord, that your espoused bride faces now, and especially Lord, concerning this COVID thing and how it infiltrates into everything that we do. We know you Pray that you would continue to bless, Lord, your people. Amen. And we do look forward, God. You are our hope, Lord, of glory. Hallelujah. We love you and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. All right. The Lord bless you. Just jump into the next one.